You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. All right, let's go to the Word of God this morning, and thank you for being faithful here. And and this lesson this morning, I'm going to try to uh, give a lesson and not preach. I'm a preacher, and so sometimes I struggle with slowing down a little bit to to teach, but we're going to do that uh, as the Lord allows us to. Let's begin reading here uh, in verse number 1. It says, Now when he had ended all his sayings, we're in Luke chapter number 7, Luke 7, It says, Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him, the, 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 the centurion, was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when Jesus and when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Wow. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I am also a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and, and to another, Come, and he, and he cometh, and, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And when they were that were sent, returning to and they that were sent returning to the house found the servant whole that had been sick. It's a great story here in the Word of God this morning. Let's ask God to help us to see the truths that we need to see. Father, thank you now for the power of your word and the power uh, that you bring into our life through our obedience and that, that faith that is expressed in what your word teaches and helps us. And Lord, I, I pray that your, uh, you, Holy Spirit, would uh, do a mighty work in our hearts, uh, these uh, services. And Lord, we pray for today, Lord, this morning. We don't know the trumpet could sound. Lord, we want to be, uh, be found faithful. God, help us now to learn and, and to gain these truths as we study them together. And uh, Lord, we pray uh, for the services to follow. Lord, we pray for, for your will to be done in all these things. Please bless, Lord, your church here, Cornerstone Baptist Church here in Fallbrook, California. God, may it continue to shine brightly for you, Lord, until the trumpet sounds. Lord, we pray this now in Christ's name. Amen. All right, now, when I read this story, I, I, I try to put myself into the narrative a little bit and, and you know, try to understand how uh, this centurion was one that marveled the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, uh, Jesus Christ was amazed at this man's faith. Now, you stop and think about that. That doesn't really make a, a whole lot of sense 
when you figure uh, what's going on in their culture that day. You realize that the Jews did not appreciate uh, the Romans. How many of you know that? They did not. And a uh, matter of fact, uh, that, that uh, leads us into uh, another truth that the Lord Jesus Christ uh, delivered, which is uh, the smile mile, right? Because uh, they were required by law, the Jews were, to carry a Roman's uh, 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 soldier, his uh, backpack or his armor, whatever he asked them to, for one mile. That was required by law. And Jesus said, don't just go one mile, go two. The smile mile. Do it. Hey, listen, go even further. And so what Jesus was teaching about that is don't let the, the culture biases and all this stuff affect how that you serve and what you're uh, doing. And, and so this was a difficult situation. I'm sure uh, uh, the, the people were looking at this Roman centurion, but there was something different about this Roman centurion. He was one that had great authority, but he did not lord over them the way that other centurions did in other places. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, we, we see in this lesson here uh, that Jesus encountered many different people in his time. And, and uh, uh, the only, I believe the other, other time that he marveled was at a lack of faith and out of a lack of, of love in and, 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 and the Scripture. So him marveling at this man's uh, great faith is something that we need to take advantage of in our study and understand uh, just how that he uh, was a, a person that we need to emulate and have uh, some of these characteristics in our life as believers uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to look at uh, this morning his generosity. Uh, look, look in the, the beginning here of the, of the chapter. It says in verse number, uh, let's see here, verse number two, it says, And a certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. I want you to see there, the, the, the servant of this centurion was dear unto him. Now, when you stop to think about uh, this relationship, this servant at this time was somebody who was under his rule. I mean, for him to care about him, I'm sure there were many centuries that did not care about their servants. And they were treated poorly and, and in a way that is despicable because of how the, the Bible says, and he was dear unto him. That was an unusual thing. Can I just tell you, loving a people is an unusual thing in our day as well. Right. Truly loving people. Having a, a desire to want to be a help and a blessing. See, sometimes we, we seek to be a blessing to those that are above us, and we want to impress them. We want to help them because we get something back, right? But this guy was saying, hey, listen, from, from my servant, from one that's, that's under my rule, man, I want to love him. I want to, to help him. You, you see, this, this situation here is the generosity of his love. He showed his love towards his servant. I'm going to tell you, there's times that we're going to have in our life where we have the opportunity to be generous to people, right, who are in a situation that is beneath us. And here's what I mean by that. How many of you have ever come to somebody that, that needed help that wasn't in the same financial status as you are? But can I say this? Sometimes we look at the spiritual realm. Sometimes, I mean the physical realm, we look at the spiritual realm. You know, we come to people uh, all the time who do not know Christ as Savior. Their understanding is beneath our understanding. They don't have what we have, the gospel of the good Lord Jesus Christ. And we have not just the opportunity, we have a command to share the gospel with them. Hey, the generosity of this man. Uh, he was generous. You know, we have to be generous not only with our, our resources, but uh, if, if we want to be uh, someone who marvels uh, the master of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to be generous uh, with our faith and not be afraid to share it. Listen, uh, I, I take these around with me, okay? It's kind of a real simple little gospel track. You know, some of you see it, y'all automatically start to smile. Everybody but Pastor Jim, he looked at me, he's like, oh, that's terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, everybody else thought, why? Because it's got a good smiley face. And I'm saying, let me do something right here today. Right? And I pass that bunch of things back to you. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm pastor. Uh, hey, listen, this is something we talked about yesterday. I'm full of Dramamine 
Okay, how many of you when you travel, you got on the airplane, you got to take a little dramy? Motion sickness, okay? Because yeah. if there's turbulence, there's going to be turbulence in here, and it may come out, and I don't want that to happen, right? So I'll get, so it makes me groggy, and so I'm walking around. I don't even know, and, I, and so I put these in my pocket. And I'm just walking around here, and I'll get, they're like, man, drunk guy just gave you this, you know? <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking, but, uh, you know, I'll pass that line, because just, just the, the message of the gospel in this, if they just take the time to read it, See, this preacher can stay in their pocket. Hey, how many of you remember Pastor Burton Gates? He's been here a few times. Yep. You, you know, gospel track is, is uh, the thing that kept uh, preaching to him. Usually there's a beer coaster on his, on his table. I want you to think about that. Gospel track makes a big difference. That's how we share. But you say, who, who hands out gospel tracks? Well, come on now. You already know that one. That's good. Pastor Jim, I commend you. You're doing a great job there. People that have them, if you don't have gospel tracts, how many of you have ever been in a situation where the Lord said, get that person a gospel tract and you didn't have one? Yeah. Boy, it grieves me. See, so you know what that means? I'm always, man, it's like my kids know. We, we, got, we got a little spot there in the car, man, the easy reach spot where we're going, we're doing any drive-through. Now I'll be there and I'll be in a hurry and the kids are like, Dad, you didn't give them a track. You know, oh, okay, sorry. So, you know, because we're, we're sowing the seed as we go throughout our day and we're, we're giving the gospel. Sometimes the devil tries to uh, make us feel like, well, that's not appropriate. Or Listen, it's always appropriate to give the gospel to somebody. Amen. You never know where they're at in their faith. And by the way, as a believer, if someone gives the gospel to me and shares the truth, man, I want to be happy about it. Sometimes there's some uh, Christians, oh, you shouldn't be doing it that way. Listen, don't, don't listen to them. Don't let them hinder you. Uh, Satan uh, does not want the gospel to go forth, the light to shine brightly. So continue to do that. Be generous uh, with your faith. Hey, he was generous to his servant. And, and, and I, we see this. It's a great blessing to, to see this uh, man, this centurion, operating in this way. And we understand that uh, as we uh, go through situations in our life, our generosity is put on display. And, and the only way that we're able to be generous, right, is really it's linked to our love. Okay? and how we love the Lord, right, and how we love other people, our generosity is. But I want you to look at another part. We're going we're gonna to hustle through here. I want you to look at the next part here. Jump in uh, verse number 5. It says, For he loveth our nation, and he hath what? Built us a... So his generosity, his, his love for them caused him to do what? Pony up. Right? Pull some, pull some greenbacks out, right? You see what I'm saying? I mean, hey, listen, when you, you, you prove the sincerity of your love by how you give yourself, right? What, what is the, the Lord Jesus Christ loved the church and what? Gave, gave himself for it, right? That's where, uh, as a husband, we're commanded uh, to love our lives like Christ loved the church. And we give ourselves to them, our life to them. There's this proving uh, of the, our generosity. But look at the next verse, verse number six. And it says, then Jesus went with them. And when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not, what's that word? Worthy. Now here we see next, we see a humble man. <laughs> not just a generous man, but now a humble man. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy. I mean, really, for you to even come to my house, Lord, I, I'm not worthy of, of you to even come and, and to visit. Uh, the, and he says, that thou shouldest enter under my roof. I would just say this for all of us. What, what, is, what is one of the foremost sins that we battle every single day? Pride. I see you deal with it as well. Because why? Aaron Weedo loves himself some Aaron Weedo. You say, well, what does that mean? Listen, no man ever yet hated his own flesh. Yeah, th th that's a mindset we have to recognize 
and, and realize the Word of God warns us against that. Why? Because we can just be caught up with ourselves and what we're doing. And, 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 and when Jesus comes, that's like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. He's like, no, Lord, you're coming, and I, I just feel so unworthy that you would even come under my roof. This is amazing, this man's mindset, his humility, and, and over again. I mean, uh, he said, I'm not worthy to come to you. And he said, and, and I'm not worthy that you would even come to me. Does this not even represent the, the, the gospel story of salvation? I mean, we're impotent. We're not worthy to even be able to come to Jesus. And, and, and we don't have the power to, to come uh, to God on our own. But Jesus came, right? He who was rich became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. He came to us, and, and he provided the salvation. You see that? It's a beautiful connection point because we're not worthy. We're not righteous. Well, he is attracted to our, our weakness and our humanity, and his ability to show his great power in our life. So whenever you experience weakness, Whenever you experience uh, times uh, of deficit, just remember this, that God's attracted to your weakness. God's attracted to my weakness. That, that's why when we humble ourselves down, God's like, oh, yeah, here I come. Boom. I'm going to show up. Read, read, read the Bible. But he says, uh, he said that, that if, you're pro- if you're proud, God does what to the proud? You get a stiff arm. I, mean, you, I want you to think about getting a stiff arm. I mean, you can, you can pick the biggest... You know, football player running down there all juiced up and jacked up, you know, 250 pounds of solid muscle moving straight your way, you know, and when you get in front of him, you wrap him up. Jim's probably taking down, but, you know, uh, look like some, you know, eight-year-old boy coming and trying to tackle him, he just gives him a stiff arm. That has no chance. You realize this, that God resists the pride. If, if we try to come to God with, with pride, there's no chance. He says, I resist pride. I resist the pride. But it's interesting, he said, I give what? Grace to the humble. Sometimes we think about grace in, in a way that I think is, and I know I have, I don't always connect to it in the right sense, but grace is uh, all of God's power that, that made available to us in a particular situation. We're undeserving. We don't have the ability to obtain it. But, but that's where humility, he says, I show up in great power, and I help, because I'm attracted to your weakness. I'm there to lift up. I'm not resisting you. I'm there to give grace. I'm there to empower. How many of you know that God empowered your salvation? Amen. It's by His grace. He showed up in your situation, my situation, and our sin and saved us, washed us in the blood of Christ, made the eternal sacrifice for us. And we who were separated from God are brought nigh. And here's the thing if you want to be saved, what do you have to do? The Bible says that we have to respond to the message of the gospel and repent. We have to humble ourselves. God, I'm going the wrong way, I'm a sinner. I, I, I need your help. And, and, and then he says, well, what's your decision? You can come to me. Hey, he that comes to me, I will know I cast out. And he said, we come to him and ask. He said, yeah, come on in. Man, you're in the, the family. Come on in. I'm the way. Hey, I'm the door. I stand to God. Hey, you going in and out, Pastor, I, I'm watching out over you now. And that's what's awesome about our God is God is he's, he's there for us, but we have to come to him with humility and ask. And we see here, not just uh, his humility, but let's move on. This next point here, it says, I, I love this. I love the Bible. Man, this next point is phenomenal. He says, verse 7, Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come to thee, but say in a what? Word. Say in a word. It's interesting. Say in a word. And my servant shall be healed. Hmm. It's interesting. 
What, what, what is our faith connected to? It's connected to the word of who? Word of God. The word of God. And, and what was his faith connected to? The word of who? The word of God. Jesus is very where he said, at your word. He said, that's what I'm trusting. Do, do you know why when Jesus, I believe this, you can, you can believe what you want to on this, but I believe the reason why Jesus, uh, when he was standing for uh, the tomb of, of Lazarus there, he didn't just say, come forth. You know why? Because everybody would have came up out of that tomb yeah. that was in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? That's why he said, Lazarus, come forth. Because <laughs> that's the kind of power my God's word has. And I believe that. And, and not just in, in a physical spoken word, but I believe in his written word has that power for us as well. And so we see here uh, his great and, and the faith of this man. It, it is unbelievable. And, and look what Jesus says about it. Uh, he said, nevertheless, at the word, and my servant shall be healed, saying a word. For I also am a man set under authority. Having under me soldiers, and I say unto one, go, and he goeth, and another come, and he cometh, and, and, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. And, and you say, well, what does that verse mean? <laughs> Here's what's awesome. He said, at my word, hey, the things that are set under my authority, they happen. Right. You catching me? Right. He said, when I tell my servant to go, when I tell that, so that soldier, he does it because they're under my authority. What is he saying that God's, he's saying, Jesus, your authority is above all things. And whenever you say something... It happens. Connect to that truth. Because when Jesus says something, it happens. It's true. And God's word is worthy to be uh, believed. But the problem is, uh, we, we come with some doubt, don't we? Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. His great faith. Look at Jesus. And Jesus heard uh, these things. He marveled at him. He said, wow, this centurion gets it. He understands who I am. And he turned. Look at this. He marveled at him and turned about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Wow. He said, the faith of this Roman centurion, this guy gets it. He understands who I am. How many of you believe that God's authority is, is over everything. Amen. You believe that? I believe that. I believe He's sovereign over all things. I believe He has power over all things. He, he, we use the word omnipotent. That means omnipotent. Right? Potency is power. Right? We, we think of something's potent. We're like, whoa, man, that's potent, right? It's not scum. It's like, whoa, that's potent, right? That smell is potent. It overpowers the other smells and other things in that area. But to be omnipotent means, that means over all, all around encompassing everything. God has power encompassing every part of this world that, that we operate in. And he has all power to give unto us the things that pertain unto life and godliness. So we have to operate by faith. That's why when the word of God is given, your pastor delivers to you the word of God. As you open up the scriptures, the word of God it comes into your mind, your, your eye gate, and you listen to it through the ear gate and you receive it. But look at the follow through. He said, and they that were sent returning to the house found the servant, what? Whole. That had been sick. Let me just say this about our faith. God, God desires our faith to produce something. There's a, a connection. God says over in Hebrews about our faith. He says that he, he what? He wants our faith. God says, hey, I'm a rewarder of them that what? 
diligently what? Seeking. Right? He wants our faith. Let's turn over there real quick. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter number 11. (laughs) Verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things, what? Not seen. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? Wow. Wow. It's amazing. You, you, you jump down and you, you, you see all of the, the walking by faith, the worship by faith. The world was founded by faith. It's amazing. Verse 6 is what we were referring to. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Mission impossible is for a Christian to live life without faith. Are you living your life by faith? Every day we, we, we either live by faith or we live by sight. I can feel it. Can I see it? Can I? Yeah. Or we trust God by faith and follow Him. I, I know for, for me, faith has, has evidenced itself in many different ways in my life. The opportunities to obey God. Hey, it, we ought to obey God rather than man. And sometimes when we're connected to things, sometimes our job, sometimes our, our, our uh, relational situation with family and all these things. That's why the Lord said, if you're going to follow me, you've got to forsake all that and you've got to follow me. If you want to be my disciple, you have to hate father and mother. What was he saying? He was saying, literally, you have to be able to set aside. If there's something that hinders you following me, you've got to say, I'm going to follow you no matter what, Lord. It doesn't matter. Our faith has to connect to that. And that's, that's hard for us because, man, I, I, love, I love my family. And I'm, I'm glad that my family desires me to follow the Lord. And they're going with them. That's wonderful. But if not, man, I, I can't leave my Lord. And so our faith, we have to connect and say, Lord, I, I, I want to follow you. I, I look at the, the nation of Israel, the one that had the truth, and yet uh, he didn't see the, that kind of faith with any of them. Why? Because they, they, they try to, we sometimes try to rise uh, to the level where our thoughts, see, when I don't listen to what God says, what I'm saying is, my ways are higher than your ways, God. My thoughts are above your thoughts. Yeah. We, we won't say that. That's blasphemy, Pastor Aaron. That, we would never say that, but don't we do it? To him that knoweth to do good, to follow the word of God, and doeth it not to him, it is what? It's sin. So, man, we got to say, I know this is what I think, but, uh-uh. Lord, what you say, it trumps everything. God, you get to call the shots. Because I'm under your authority. You're not under my authority. You're, you're, you're the king. You're the Lord. You're the master. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.